previously on the Death Saving Bros podcast. Bindi says, thank you for saving me. I don't know, Hoke. What exactly do you need him for? I just want to talk. Well, I might be able to find some connections up in Chorus. After a couple weeks of travel, you arrive in Chorus, which is by far the biggest city you have ever seen. Bindi sits down and lets you know nobody knows where Hoke currently is, but he still receives regular shipments of mead. So we will need in the records tower in the city's keep. I have a better idea. I'd like to interview for a job, <coughs> being a guard, and then I'll just open the door and I quit. Couldn't we just pay attention to like the guards shift change do the old knock him out, take his key, unlock it? We might as well try both. Better than to put all our eggs in one basket. Donovan and Jack, you make your way up to the keep. There are two guards. I'm Donovan, and uh, this here is um, Father Jafar. We were going to go for some research. Then uh, you are more than welcome to enter the keep. You follow the signs to the records room, and you can see that there is a single guard posted outside that door. There is a ring of keys on the guard's belt, but you do notice that after five minutes, that guard leaves his post, and then another guard comes around the corner 30 seconds later. Now, I think we've reconnaissanced all we need to reconnaissance here. I, I definitely think we did enough reconnaissance. Okay, we're done reconnaissing. In broad daylight. Josh, you wind up going to one of those outbuildings that says employment. I walk up to the desk with a dash. I'd like to apply for a job, please. I'd like to post a notice that I want a job. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Do you have any letters of recommendation? Who would you consider of note? Perhaps a noble. We also have another option. Isn't that right, Lady Nightvale? And I turn a little farther to Wilhelmina. I suppose I could write you a letter of recommendation. If you can get the key to Donovan and to Jack, then they can go into the room while the rest of you walk on without any suspicion. to another episode of the Death Saving Bros podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Paul Camper. With me today, I have Matt Smith. What does Dosh put on his horse to wear? A saddle. Barding. <laughs> I don't get it. Brad Richards. I'll laugh, Matt. <laughs> I just... I... Um... That, mm, that is the second time tonight you've made me question my decision to be alive still, so you're welcome. Um, hi. That's, that, that's what I got for you. Ben Renfro. What are the five keys to success for a man? Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. That would have been a great answer. Spray and pray when you leave it in. You guys are giving a lot of good recommendations here. It is find a woman who can make you laugh. Find a woman who can cook, find a woman who could clean, find a woman who's good in bed, and then make sure the four other women don't figure out about each other. (laughs) Did Scott tell you that? Because that's something Scott would say. (laughs) I wish. And last but not least, Brad Renfro. So the dark meme of the day that I found was uh, that 
fan fiction, Mr. Krabs actually um, murdered Pearl's mother so that he could have a child because a fishing spear is much cheaper than adoption. Sounds like something Brixius would do. Murder somebody to take their child. Raise it as their own. Well, you know what else is something that Brixius would do? He would advertise the fact that we are a 5th edition actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, and this is our 95th episode, and we are in the middle of Dosh's adventure to take care of and eliminate Hoke Venderberg, who turns out to be a pretty bad guy. We're working on a shorter name for that. Brixius would not advertise shit. He would do a demonstration, maybe, but he would not advertise. And then ram his gym information down their <laughs> fucking throats. Which is exactly what I do every time that I make these stupid-ass transitions. Yeah, and then you say we're a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast after you're done ramming shit down our throats. Thank you very much for backing up my claim. You're welcome. Yes. A.K.A. <laughs> penis. So... Uh, last time, our adventurers, who are Dosh Johnson, accompanied by Josh Johnson, Donovan, whose last name is not necessarily known, but happens to be like Cher, and uh, Jack Jackerson, along with the known characters of Taylor, Wilhelmina, Figus, and shit, what's, what's Cher? Oh, and Cher Finrail. <laughs> All of them are currently in chorus after meeting up and saving the life of Bindi Spiteri in Ryford. They have come to chorus in order to locate the records that would pinpoint them in the direction of Hoke Venderberg's estate, where he is holed up and hiding. Dosh and Josh applied for a job in order to become record keeper and guard of the guard tower in chorus to access the record room, while at the same time Jack and Donovan wound up just walking straight into the stronghold and scoping out the interior of the stronghold and discovering that on the 10th floor of that tower, there is a 30-second window in which case they can snag the key off of the guards and sneak into the record room. At the end of last episode, Dosh and Josh realized that they could get an actual job in the Stronghold if they got a letter of recommendation from Lady Nightvale, who just so happens to be a part of their party, a.k.a. Wilhelmina. So while they apply for a job, Jack and Donovan will go into the Stronghold, steal the key, and then hand it off to their newly employed comrades in order to sneak into the record room and then hand off the key without anybody being the wiser. So that is where we're going to pick up today. We are going to pick up at the inn where Josh, Dosh, Donovan, and Jack are currently residing with Taylor, Wilhelmina, Finrail, and Figus. All right, so Wilhelmina, or should I say Lady Nightvale, can you give us a, uh, a letter of recommendation since you're a big, high and mighty, important noble, so much better than us pond scum here on the lower plains? Uh... Could you do me the favor of writing a letter of recommendation about how great I am? Dosh, I don't know if I can justify that. You have been so... Let, a, let me see how I can put it. Dickish towards me. Please. 
ma'am. Um, please. And please. While, while you're writing one for him, will you write one for me too? I know you don't know me all that well, but I think you can make something up, just like you can make up something about how good of a guy this uh, Dosh guy is. I just have... imagine all the things you want to say and put the opposite of that, and it should be good. Josh, I have so many good things to say about both you and Dosh. However, he makes it so mm, difficult sometimes. Wouldn't you agree? All right. Well, what if you do this? What if you write something really nice about me or you write something really nice about somebody else? And then you just use the find and replace option to replace their name with Dosh in all of those spots. Hmm. Why don't you go ahead and give me a persuasion roll? Ugh, be great if I had got out my dice. Persuasion roll, isn't and... she on our side? Did you say the find and paste option? What is... I mean, yes, she's on your side, but Dosh, <laughs> you've been an absolute dick to her since she's day like, one. You know what? You're so much of a dick, I'm going to derail our entire plan, potentially throw all of uh, the free kingdoms to Trugala and the demons. Just because, you know, fuck you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's a uh, natural one. <laughs> Makes it that much harder for her to say something nice. Um, do you have inspiration? Oddly enough, I do. However, do I need to use it? Or is she going to just uh, stop being... Stop being... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Your mom's a hoe. Um... A penis. Why don't you go ahead and use your inspiration? And uh, as a DM, I am trying to be more proactive about rewarding inspiration. So go ahead and use it. Ah, a natural 20 this time. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, hit both ends of the spectrum with my first two rolls. So, all right. So then what exactly does Josh Donson say to Wilhelmina to make her feel inclined to write a good recommendation for both you and Dosh. Don't be a bitch. (laughs) Write this for us, please. Surprisingly, that works. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you've got a point. For the cause. All right, Josh. I will write you both a letter of recommendation, but only so that I may help our cause to bring down Hoke Venderberg, who is a dirty, rotten scoundrel. Whoa, let's, uh, let's tone in the language a little bit there. Yeah, I. it's weird to talk about another person that way. You must really have strong feelings. Come now, Dosh. You have been trying to bring him down since the very moment that you and I met. <laughs> if it weren't for Clayton Colwyn, then you would have gone straight for Hoke years ago. But we don't need to say mean things about his character. <laughs> Just because he's a massive piece of shit. I feel like exactly because he is a massive piece of shit, we should deride his character. She's not getting it. We'll just take the letter and move on. <laughs> we got a job to get to. A shift to clock into. Precisely. And she flourishes the end of her letter of recommendation with a massive signature stamps the wax with her seal and then hands it off one to both Josh and one to Dosh. And then she says, I suppose that tomorrow we shall be breaking into the records room. Is that not right? Um, yeah. 
breaking in. Is it breaking in if we have a key? And just walk in. We'll be in the records room, one way or another. Taylor chimes in and says, All right, most excellent. No, no, no. We, not you. Don't worry. I'll be right there. Why does she sound like a teenager going through puberty? Because it's a grown man trying to voice her, so... (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. It's Paul going through puberty. Dragon years. How, like, how old is she? Um... She's probably like 21 in dragon years. Are they dragons that take the form of, like, other things, or are they other things that have the ability to turn into dragons? Actually, Tyler did clear this up for us. They are full dragons because we be full dragon our nuts on Paul's forehead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so does, so she t- chooses to take the form of a halfling, or is that like... Yeah, of all the things she could be, she's like, you know what, I'm going to be a halfling with an annoying fucking voice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, a halfling has the... Easiest way into almost every society, halflings are accepted by almost every race in Ralvaria. Therefore, she assumed the form of a halfling in order to gain access to almost every conversation and or um, group within the realm. Hmm. God said in the book that a human is everybody's second best friend. I guess the first is halflings. (laughs) That's what we're going with. Anywho. The next day comes, and Josh and Dosh, you have your letter of recommendation, and you are ready to go, knowing that uh, Mildred, who is the hiring manager, has already said that if you come with a letter of recommendation from Lady Nightvale, uh, the Grey Mains, or the Faultworthies, some noble house of note, you will be accepted on the spot. Meanwhile, Jack Jackerson and... Donovan, a.k.a. Donovan like Cher. Stop. (laughs) You know that you can walk into the stronghold proper just by pretending that you are there to do some research and that the place that you need to go to, a.k.a. the records room, is on the 10th floor. So, go ahead and we will start with um, Jack and Donovan. Uh, all right, so that's just, um, we walk up there. I mean, don't we have to wait for all their stuff to go down? Like, we're doing this whole key-handed-off thing. They need their jobs. thought we were waiting. Well, you can go ahead and coordinate with your partners, if you would so choose. Okay, I have my magical shit and my holy symbol. I'm good. I'm a man of God. No, uh, all right. That's how we got in the first time. I was a man of God. I didn't say anything. All right. Yeah, no. So we'll just head up to the, I guess, the first guard and the gate. And just walk in. And just walk in. That's fair. All right. Um, You approach the first guard. The guard's at the front of the stronghold tower in the middle of the chorus keep. And uh, as you approach those guards, they stop you and they say, hold there. Uh, go ahead and uh, identify yourselves. Oh my god, I forgot to change my disguise. Damn it. What? Did, did, did we have false names last time? No. Did we give any sort of names last no. time? No. Okay. We said, you said he's a priest, we're <laughs> going to look at holy stuff, <laughs> and we walked the fuck in. He didn't say <laughs> dick. 
He goes, all right, just check your credentials for some shit, and all right, we just gonna, kept it pushing. All right, we're going to try this then. All right, um, this is a priest, and we're here to look at some holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Books full of holes equals holy shit. Swiss cheese is holy shit. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> the poop from the Pope is holy shit. What is your priest's name? Priest Priesterson. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you heard him. It's Priest Priesterson. Father Priest Priesterson. Of the Church of Priests. And I show him my holy symbol. Alright, Priest Priesterson of the Church of Priests. Who's your god? I show him my holy symbol. Uh, go ahead and give me a persuasion check with advantage. Pull up your pants while you're at it, too. <laughs> this is my chastity belt. I wear it in the name of my god. Where Where is your holy symbol? Is it like a tattoo? It's on my left ass cheek. <laughs> well, that's a little unconventional, but go ahead and give me a persuasion check with advantage. Natural 20. God damn it. All right. <laughs> huh. Woo! Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry for holding you up. You know what? Go ahead, right on in, and you can go ahead and access the religious texts on level 8, alright? We won't bother you for the next several hours. Alrighty. But what if I need to date? Thank hours. you very much, we'll just be on our way. So you head on into the stronghold, and uh, you are not stopped by any other guards. Now that you are in the stronghold, everybody assumes that you are meant to be there and that you are in the proper place. However, you are trying to get into the records room, which is on the 10th floor, which is not occupied by anybody else. And at this point, you now have two guards that switch posts every three hours, and it takes them 30 seconds to make the change from one door to the other. So, you take up position... And meanwhile, we are going to switch over to Josh and Dosh, who have gone back to Mildred. No, wait. Okay, go. Sorry. Okay, since since nobody else is there, nobody else would notice me um, taking a moment to cast Disguise Self on myself and uh, take the form of um, one of the guards that stopped us down at the first floor earlier. Okay. Um, go ahead and give me, uh, your choice of arcana or perception. This is something I roll for? Yes, because we're going to see how well you can recreate the guard that you encountered at the front door. Okay. Um, well, we're going to go with arcana. Nice. 20. All right. Uh, yeah, you easily recreate the likeness of the guard that you encountered at the front door to the stronghold, and you even manage to match his voice, that deep, you know, slightly southern drawl that he's got going on. Don't you worry about that, partner. I think I can, uh, handle it. Precisely. And then we're going to go ahead and briefly switch over to Josh and Dosh, who are applying for the second time, for the job of record keeper and guard at the Chorus Records Tower. 
They have gone back to the employment center and they once again see that Mildred is the woman manning the desk. Can we like uh, pull a 21 Jump Street where we accidentally switch our papers? Like the Brad and Doug McQuaid situation where it's like, no, dude, I'm Brad. No. <laughs> it's like, oh, so you're the track star and you're the math geek. I would have never guessed. So yeah. like we completely get our, our <laughs> Josh and Dosh backwards. <laughs> so I have the Josh papers and... Yeah, you and I have the Dosh papers. Yeah, switch the character sheets. Like, yeah, I'm a <laughs> Josh record keeper. Yeah. And then they see huge ass record keeper. Let's do it. Yeah, you guys gotta switch character sheets, but you still have your own abilities. You just can't see what you can do. So you gotta go off memory. Well, welcome back there, young applicants. I see that you now have a letter of recommendation. Are you still interested in the record job and the guard position? Why, yes, of course, ma'am. All right. I see that uh, you, young skinny gentlemen, are actually applying for the role of guard position. Your name is Josh Donson? Yes. And then the big bulky gentleman, you... Your name is Dosh Johnson? Yep, that's me. You know, expert record keeper and such. Mm. Yeah, you saw, see how, how large he is? See how many books he can carry at one time from place to place? Mm. Meanwhile, you saw all my finger dexterity yesterday with those forms. See, I do that except to people. I feel like you have applied these applications backwards yeah but at least it's a little unorthodox don't get me wrong but that's why we're we're so good in our field you know i'm like a i'm like a drug mule for records i can just carry them all to where they need to go in one trip you know less trips the better and then uh magic fingers over here just imagine when those fingers get uh you know on another man they really uh really do the job Really take care of the business. <laughs> he finishes his enemies real good. <laughs> the both of you go ahead and give me a <laughs> deception check. <laughs> Damn it, man. How, how could we fuck up the papers? <laughs> and because the both of you are helping each other to, for some reason, even though you already met her yesterday and exposed your traits, go ahead and give me advantage for both of you since you're helping each other out. All right, it'll be a 24 for me. And a 30 for me. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> she goes, all right, well, I suppose that... Yes, that seems perfectly reasonable. <laughs> I was mistaken yesterday, and, uh, Dosh, you want to be the guard, and Josh, you want to be the record keeper. Yeah, uh, if you were confused yesterday, I I understand. Um, yeah, when, when he, when, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Well, very fair. Let me go ahead and get you your first tour of the keep so that you can know exactly where you're supposed to be when you start your job on Monday. And uh, she waves her hand and then out comes a very stately looking gentleman dressed in coattails, a bow tie, and spectacles on his brow. And he is going to say, 
if you would follow me. Are you fucking kidding me? That worked. <laughs> oh, it works with work. flying colors. Do you realize our, we're looking at holy shit also works? <laughs> <laughs> we could just be ignorant. They literally yeah. interviewed the day before and they came back and handed them the opposite paperwork. <laughs> we fucked up, okay? It, they get a lot of applicants. Uh, yeah. So it was a high demand job, but we're, we're the best in our field. Anyways, yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and follow this guy. Do I mean, Josh. Yeah, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> And the uh, bespectacled man starts walking you out of the employment office with his hands grasped behind his back. And he is saying, As you can see, to the left is all of the dormitories for the lower level citizens who must reside within the keep. To the right is the tower of the keep and within which we house many religious texts, as well as the shipping records for all of the citizens of the free city of Chorus. Wow. Ah, uh, yes. Records. I love records. Get it on record that I love records, please. The tour man seems very pleased by your response and says, Yes, indeed. The records are much appreciated and much... Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't contain myself. I am, I am hard for these records. As am I. Yes, I can see. Oh, you naughty man. All right, well, let us begin on section one of floor one, and then we will progress up to level ten. Oh, can we take an extra, extra long stop on six and nine? Oh, you naughty boy. All right, so let's go ahead and jump to Donovan and Jack. You have made it up to level ten. You originally coordinated, I'm guessing, with Josh and Dosh so that you would try and time up that by the time you made it up to level 10, they would also approach there with their tour of their job since they were told that if they wound up getting a uh, letter of rec from a noble family that they would wind up getting a tour the very next day, hired, yada, yada. So you are in the stairwell at level 10. You can see... The two, you can see the one guard that is posted up on the first of two doors entering into the record room. What are you doing while you wait for Josh and Dosh to finally get up there on their tour? I'm going to cast Minor Illusion on uh, Jack here to give him the appearance of a Wookiee-like creature. <laughs> Chewbacca. <laughs> Just in case. Um, why? <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> are you Just... really in the business for asking why after that last <laughs> encounter that we just had? <laughs> what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> I was just trying to do my best dosh, okay? I needed to seem excited about the records. You know how <laughs> Jack and Don work here? Fucking clean it up. A little Jack and Don mess around over here. Yeah, it's a little Jack and Don goof. <laughs> a, little, a little Jack and Diane action, yes sir. <laughs> They're just doing a little ditty. All right, fair enough. Uh, Jack now looks like a quintessential Wookiee from the Star Wars universe, and even though those creatures do not exist within the world of Ralvaria. Do a uh, Sasquatch or Bigfoots? Um, a big hairy creature 
does exist. All right, yes. Cousin It. Yes, everybody knows Cousin It, because Cousin It is a motherfucking playboy. I'm sorry. People are, are going to know who Cousin It is that do not know who Chewbacca are. Is. Is. Was. Chewbacca is a singular. Chewbacca be. And whoever will be. Who Chewbacca be? <laughs> <laughs> who Chewbacca be? Fresh Chewbacca do. <laughs> Free Chewbacca do. <laughs> yes, uh, a big hairy monster. You know, but we're just waiting for the uh, rotation, correct, here? And then we're strolling through. It's a twist of guards, if you will. Or do we still have to snatch a key? Or are we just we making a wall? We were going to snatch the key, and then when we walk by this hallway, we were going to pass it off to you. Oh, so we should we should definitely have gone with uh, more inconspicuous. Not Wookie. <laughs> <laughs> Too late! <laughs> Roll on with it. All right, so so you two are just waiting until you are aware of Josh and Dosh going through their tour. I mean, you can make a door in the wall, right? It was my body. No. Like, <laughs> can I actually? What does stone shape do? Shape stone. Shape stones. <laughs> what am I, Ang? I was like, hold on a second. Trying to see what powers Chewbacca has. We're learning. <laughs> we're learning how to be a successful earthbending Chewbacca. The Badger Mall. Oh, should we? Like we might not need a key. Oh, we're gonna get you that key. You Whether you want it or not. <laughs> bet your sweet ass that key's coming at you. Oh, okay. <laughs> How are we Make gonna a get small the key? I got the, the slights of the hands. The okay, okay, I'll romance this man up about <laughs> records. <laughs> you get physical. Alright. We're gonna imply we're gonna have a three-way with him, and then... I'm just gonna ask him about his Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> how thick are these walls? Um, the walls are probably five feet thick. What about four foot and eleven inches? <laughs> um, would that benefit you if they were less than five feet? Yes. All right, they're four feet thick. <laughs> Perfect. It's gonna be an issue. Josh and Dosh don't know what floor they're actually on. And when we come by and see a Wookiee and a guard, I don't know what we're going to know to pass off the key to him. <laughs> but. Fucking Christ. <laughs> I forgot we were playing with Yeah, the, I forgot uh... we're doing. Like, we're not just running this solo anymore. Well, we are now. It looks. Well, no, actually, there is always the option of I now have to just walk you down the halls transporting a prisoner until we run into a tourist group and hope we can get their attention. Yeah, but even then, what are they going to do? Pass the key off to the fucking Wookiee that everybody's going to be looking at? No, they're going to pass it off to the guard that won't be being looked at. Right next to the Wookiee that everyone's staring at? Yeah. Close Just up magic. You, you, you technically don't know that we don't know what floor you're on, so just do whatever you were going well, to think, do. Well, improvise. I think we just started free. Well, we're just gonna wait. I think we just started free writing this when I got transformed into a wolf. That's all I'm saying. I mean, so, in all honesty, I think that you guys would have discussed that you found the records room on floor ten. I think that is well known between among the group at this point. It was known. Yes, we've already talked about that, but I'm saying I thought it was two because I was half, well, baked. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so, as characters, we don't know. We forgot. Okay, well, 
as a Wookiee. <laughs> we're gonna make How long this, this last for? We're gonna make this happen, Cap'n. Someone give me a distraction <laughs> for doing this the Wookiee way. We're just gonna use force. Not the force, force. Force? The force. Okay, so then yeah, we're just going to I'll I'm gonna take the uh, Oh we're good. I got this. Okay. Three spell slots and we're good. Okay. We're in there. Do we have to wait for an opening, or are we just good? Um, Do we wait for the rotation? Well, the guards aren't going to like it, but we'll be all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> We're just going to plan as, as, long as, as we so, thought. We so, don't know any of this is going on. <laughs> so so we're just going to, yeah, I'm, in, I'm transporting the prisoner, and we're going to walk over by there. Yeah. Okay, so... We're, we're doing the bit. <laughs> Do the bit. Damn it, I hate get help. <laughs> Donovan winds up walking out onto the 10th floor landing with a disguised Jack, who is now in the form of a Wookiee, a.k.a. just some hairy humanoid shape. And you wind up walking down the hall and you encounter the first guard who is guarding the first door of the records room. And the guard immediately looks your way because there's a big hairy humanoid shape and goes, hey, what are you doing over there? Oh no no! Don't worry. He's he's plenty restrained there. He uh just do it. Do the Wookiee noise. He won't hurt you now. Why the fuck are you bringing a restrained hairy being into the records area? You're asking me. I was just giving the orders here. I'm just transporting the prisoner. Says who? Who's your commanding officer? Now's a good time. Yeah, so while he's distracting the guard, I want to do a couple of things. First, scream like a Wookiee. <laughs> I can't do that anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna sound like Sloth from the Goonies. It'll work. You're not even trying. Okay, so I need to cast Blindness on, on, on the guard. Okay. And then I need to immediately after that cast Silence. And then stone shape in that order. Okay, so if you're going to cast blindness, deafness, and then stone shape. No, blindness shape. and silence. Okay, I need to get a um, initiative order from you three. So that would be Donovan, Jack, and the guard. Yeah, no, we got this. We got this. Well, yeah, it's either he goes blind or he's going to die. <laughs> I got holy shit to look at. I rolled 11. <laughs> I rolled 18. And I don't have an initiative bonus, which is slightly disappointing. Really? Yeah, mine's uh, zero. All right, you can blind and deafen people. I can destroy can undead. <laughs> yeah. I can destroy undead, but I don't get an initiative bonus. Is the guard undead? Yeah. He doesn't seem he, dead. Not so yet. He's, he's un... <laughs> so, Jack, you do go first in the initiative order. You manage to blind the guard. And so with blindness slash deafness as a spell, it is a one action casting time. It lasts for one minute. You can blind or deafen a foe. You choose one creature that you can see within range to make a constitution saving throw. So in this case, the guard is going to go ahead and make a constitution saving throw to see if he is blinded for the duration. What is my constitution saving throw? 17. All right, that is a miserable failure. Seven plus two is nine, so uh, the guard is now blinded. Yeah, that's right. Blinded by the light. And then after that, the guard is going to go ahead and take his action, unless you have a bonus action that you would like to enact. 
Is the guard also wrapped up like a douche in the middle of the night? <coughs> Wait, cast enchantment spells as bonus action. Uh, I mean, I guess he could enchant him. Oh, I'm gonna enchant him. <laughs> oh, silence is a fucking zone. God damn it. What, the zone of silence is a zone? No, silence. The zone of truth, however. I don't think I have something that can make him not yell. I mean, all your, like, I mean, dominating you can... person and stuff. Yes, but he's already blind. You can allow me to uh, shoot him with an arrow to banish him to the Feywild. Or, I mean, the Shadow Realm. <laughs> the Feywild. Wild Fey. Mm, yeah, I guess, can I... Is Dominate Person... It is enchantment. Yeah. Yeah, Dominate Person. Okay, can I use a bonus action to dominate him? So, unless Dominate Person is a bonus action, which I do not believe it is. No, my divine... Yeah, part of his cleric thing is... Embodiment of the law. Yeah. He makes the rules. I am the law. <laughs> I am the law. Yeah, it's one of the, the cleric things. Sorry, DM, you're dealing with a cleric now. Okay, which cleric is this? The cleric <laughs> of order. So, if you cast the spell of the enchantment school, using a spell slot of first level or higher, you can change the spell's casting time to one bonus action for this casting, provided the spell's casting time is normally one action. Alright, so yeah. You are 100% uh, valid in casting that as a bonus action. Acting like we don't know how to play d Yeah, I actually read some shit now. Now that I have shit to read. I applaud you, my friends. I bow down and... I think we are excited that we have character sheets now. (laughs) I am very, very impressed. Hold on, I just gotta figure out how I'm gonna dominate this man. I don't think I ever should say that in a sentence out loud. (laughs) Well, we're also trying to figure out how we're gonna dominate this man. I can't wait to uh, clip that one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Do I dominate him? Yes, so you are going to go ahead and cast this spell and then the guard is going to have to roll a wisdom saving throw against the spell. So, again, what is your DC save? 17. Well, sir, that is a 10 that the guard rolled. So you have dominated this guard as a bonus action. <laughs> you now have a telepathic link with it as long as you remain on the same plane of existence. You may use this telepathic link to issue commands with no action required, in which the guard will do its best to obey, specifying a general course of action such as attack, run over there, fetch that object, and the creature will complete that order until it uh, receives another one from you. If it does not receive an order, it will defend and preserve itself to the best of its ability. It will go ahead and uh, roll a new saving throw each time it takes damage or if it reaches its next turn. Question. Go ahead. Um, since I can telepathically communicate with any creature now, can, like, you said this is a telepathic link. Can I, like, three-way call in on this thing? <laughs> um, is that, like, a thing? <laughs> if two creatures are telepathically communicating, can I, like, is, like, just with the rules, like, can I three-way call a telepathy communication? You cannot help dominate the guard. That's not where I was going with it, but, I mean, Cool. It's like cup phones. But you could talk to both the guard and Jack if you so chose. Can I tell him not to scream? Yeah, um, of course. So the guard does not scream and... Can I whisper in his ear? Shh, don't scream. It'll all be over soon. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, now that it is the guard's turn, it must obey your commands until the end of your next turn. So this turn, the guard is not going to do anything except obey your will, in which case the guard is not going to scream. Hey, everyone. As your friendly DM and podcasting buddy, I would just like to say a quick hello and one or two updates before getting you back to the show. The big announcement for this week is that we finally have all of the elements of our Patreon physical rewards on hand, and I am working to get those shipped out later this week. So those are all of the pieces parts for the fulfillment that was due back at the turn of the year. All of those of our listeners who were Shade Arrow supporters on Patreon during that fulfillment period for at least three months will be getting their merchandise in the next couple of weeks, <laughs> which is uh, just in time for us to start fulfilling the next round of physical rewards, uh, which closes this month, May 2022. To those of you who are not currently patrons, head on over to patreon.com slash deathsavingbros to get access to additional content, bloopers, and those oh-so-coveted physical rewards. Uh, if you are a Shade Arrow tier member for at least three of the next six months, so that's June, July, August, September, October, November of 2022, then you will get access to exclusive items, which we'll be posting on social media pretty soon. But this cycle includes character miniatures, stickers, and uh, the big ticket item, which is a large-scale canvas map of Ralvaria. I already have mine hung up on my wall, so again, if you would like to get those rewards too, you can head over to become a supporter at patreon.com slash deathsavingbros. I always like to recognize those patrons that support us and have made this show possible before getting you back to the episode. Those who pledge at the $5 tier get a shout-out at the end of the show, but the following individuals have pledged to support us financially at the $10 tier or higher, so they get their supporter shout-out right now. Ryan Cushman and Gene L. Jackson, thank you all for your support. And uh, that's all the big news, so we've got some other irons in the fire, but I'll hold off on sharing those until they develop a bit further. Without further ado, we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. We're going to then move on to the next person in the initiative order, which is Donovan. Well, I don't know if there's really anything useful. Uh, wait, does this guy have a key on him? Can I just take his key and unlock the door? I guess that would save me having to make a fucking wall. <laughs> <laughs> make a door. Yes, the uh, the guard does have a key to the records room on his person. All right, yeah, I'm just going to unlock the door. I make a door. Wait, he's got a key. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I need Jesus you to give me an investigation check. Investigation That's check. not a key. He's just hanging on his belt. This isn't a key. This is anal sex. <laughs> 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 
There are multiple keys on this guard's belt, so I need you to make me an investigation check to make sure that you get the correct key, place it into the lock within the time allotted to you. I mean, can't you use your action to command him to go open the door? It's and okay. he's going to do that. <laughs> I could, but I want him to finger around <laughs> on his waist first. I rolled a 20. Investigated really good. Give him a quick yet efficient pat down. A 20 will successfully identify the key that is on his five key key ring. And you will say, aha, here is the key that I need. You don't have a choice. You just say that out loud. <laughs> no, go ahead. I, I, I like this dialogue. Keep going. <laughs> aha, here is the key that I need. You will pluck it off of the guard's key ring. You will place it into the records room lock. Paul. Yes. Paul, you're forgetting. You're forgetting. I'm also impersonating the guard's voice, so it's Southern Drawl. Aha! Here's the key that I need. And then you pluck the key from the king ring, and you place it into the lock, and lo and behold, you have unlocked the records room. Aha! Oh, boy! (laughs) You're a Wookiee that sounds like (laughs) a fucking Mickey. (laughs) Hey, Jack, can you have him, like... Jerk up, yeah. Keep watch or whatever for us. He's blind. <laughs> Let me tell this to you. Keep listening. Real simple. I'm blind. <laughs> I aggressively <laughs> rubbed my shin for 45 minutes this morning trying to masturbate. <laughs> I drink brushing my teeth with the live lobster. I drank half a bottle of ketchup <laughs> thinking it was orange juice. Wouldn't you know it was ketchup? I'm blind. <laughs> and we look for the records. All right. Wait. I mean, like, 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 what's it look like? Are there like filing cabinets? Like, how is the like, how are the records kept? There's seven rings. <laughs> Not this again. <laughs> Son of a bitch. All right. So you enter into the records room. Uh, the guard outside is still blinded and is dominated by Jack. <laughs> When you unlock the records room and you walk in, you see that it is a massive room. It is at least a thousand square feet. Son of a bitch. And it has shelving along each of the four walls that encompass the room, as well as four shelving units in the middle of the room. Each is filled with scrolls that are stacked one upon each other, from floor to ceiling, you could estimate that there are at least a thousand scrolls per square meter of shelving. Is there a librarian that I can dominate? There are no librarians or other personnel within the records room. Damn. However, you can see that there is a skylight leading to the outer portion of the guard tower. Aside from that, you can only see one other door leading out from this record area and that is it what what are we looking for first of all skylights obviously (laughs) the architectural (laughs) foundation of this building you've taken a keen liking to it it's it's the records room so we need the shipping records of the guy that we're supposed to be searching for to find out where he's at well i'm a researcher i don't know what the fuck that means it means that you can find this Using the Dewey Decimal System. You're damn right. Can I look at the uh, Dewey Decimal System? Yes, you can look at the Dewey Decimal System. Nice. Can I tell my dominated uh, person to keep a listen 
and then keep an ear out, kid. Yeah. Look, look with your special eyes <laughs> and just act like he's doing his job. And then if anybody approaches, yell, "Somebody approaches!" <laughs> cool. Thanks. Do you want him to yell out, or do you want him to rap on the door? No, I want him to yell out. Rap on the door. He turns around and starts spitting eight mile. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just raps at the door. <laughs> well, I will remind you. I will remind you real quick that at the end of each of your next turn, the subject of your dominate person gets a chance to roll a saving throw, spe- specifically a wisdom saving throw to end the spell. Um, if the saving throw succeeds, then the spell ends, just so you know. But yes, the guard can do as you instruct. All right, time out then. Oh. In that case, we're going to leave the door open enough so that I can see him, so that while the researcher's finding the correct documents, I can keep an arcanic arrow pointed and ready at this guy in case he uh, snaps out of it. Because it says two times per rest, once per turn on a ranged attack, I can apply an option. One of those options that I would like to use here is banishing arrow. Okay, so for each of your turns, which happens to be in the initiative order after the guard, you are going to hold an arrow trained as a ready action. If he shouts, you will shoot the guard. In the throat. More or less. If the guard speaks. More or less. Okay. So then, based on initiative order, you guys get into the record room, and then Jack Jackerson, you're going to have an opportunity to take an action before the guard takes its first saving throw. So I want you to go ahead and give me an investigation check to see if you can locate the records that you need in order to find Hoke Venderberg and where these shipments have been going. Do I have proficiency because I'm a researcher? I mean, you technically have the Sage ability researcher, which lets you know exactly where you can find any piece of information. <laughs> so he knows exactly where to find it. The clerics are so fucking he, does, yeah, he, doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't already know it, but he knows where to look. And since you looked at the Doomy Decimal System... Uh, in this case, you know that you can find the answer to the question that you have, which is, where can we find Hoke Venderberg? You know that that answer lies within this records room. However, you do not know exactly where within this records room that answer can be found. Therefore, you must roll for me an investigation roll. I rolled. It's a nat 20. Oh, he gets it. <laughs> and everybody can see this. They're like, this is a confir- uh, is confirmed. Confirmed kill. Confirm. That's a confirm. There we go. Yeah, it is a nat 20. Bitch. Um, Jack, you rolled the nat 20. Why don't you go ahead and narrate for me exactly how you find the exact scroll that you need in order to locate where Hoke Venderberg has been sending his favorite mead? I look left and punch at the wall, and I pull the first scroll out that I punched, and it's that one. All right, exactly. That You just look around, you see all these scrolls, you punch left, and you pull out a scroll randomly, and you open it up, and you go, shit, look at that, Hoke Venderberg. And that's exactly what he wants and where it's going, and you see that it is being delivered to an address outside of Chorus. It is not part of the main 
body that is considered the Free City of Chorus. It is part of an outlying subsidiary of the Free City of Chorus. And uh, with that knowledge, you would be able to find exactly where Poke Venderberg is currently residing. So it's in an area that kind of surrounds and envelops the city, you know, kind of like a sheath, or dare I say, <laughs> a foreskinium. <coughs> like a suburb. Right, so the foreskin of a kingdom is what you're saying. Well, while you all are <laughs> trying to figure out exactly what to name this suburb of Chorus, the guard is going to go ahead and roll his first wisdom saving throw to try and break the dominate person spell that Jack has Im- imposed upon him. God, I hope I don't have to kill this man. <laughs> and that is a 20. Mm, you're going to have to murder the mm. fuck out of this dude. So the guard is immediately going to start shouting, Intruders! Intruders! Boom, I've released my arrow as a reaction. And as part of your ready action, you go ahead and you shoot this guard that you had already readied an action against. Go ahead and roll your attack roll to see if you hit the guard. So you have to hit first. Just don't miss point blank to this dude's fucking I mean, like, throat. is that how it works? I'm assuming, just uh, by how it sounded. Yeah, from the way it was described, that's how it sounds, but also it's kind of... It's like I'm hitting him, but then I'm activating an ability. So in this case, mm-hmm. you're going to have to roll to make sure that you can hit, and then if you hit, you can apply the... Um, banishing arrow. Jesus. The banishing <laughs> arrow. Uh, target makes a charisma save on a fail is banished to Feywild until end of its next turn. And this, it says the save is 14. The target hit by the arrow must succeed on a charisma saving throw or be banished. While banished in this way, its speed is zero. It is incapacitated. And at the end of its next turn, the target reappears in the space it vacated or in the nearest unoccupied space if that space is occupied. Or maybe you'll just kill him outright. I was going to say, I... It goes I, clear through I didn't his say neck before. and out the other side. <laughs> I didn't say before, but it looks like the only thing I have that shoots arrows is my heavy crossbow, which is really Jesus cool, because it looks, <laughs> it looks like I have a plus nine. <laughs> Just right up to his fucking neck. So that's a 23 to hit. A 23 is going to hit. Go ahead and roll damage first. Alright. 1d10 plus 3. What is his uh, throat's armor class? <laughs> That's nine. Okay, so you deal nine damage. Oh, it doesn't kill him, does it? A nine damage does not kill the guard. However, the guard does succeed with a 16 against your banishing arcane shot. Well, that's unfortunate. So in that case, the guard is going to continue to shout after it gets hit. Sweet, taking an extra attack. Oh, wait, it's not even my turn yet. Right, because you readied an action. Did you ready an action to attack twice? Yeah, wait, can I action surge as a bonus action <laughs> here or something and just get an extra turn for this? Unfortunately, you can't do that as a readied action. Um, you know what? Why don't you go ahead and roll me a d20? If you manage to get higher than a 15, the guard will wind up getting shot in the neck or higher, incapacitating him so that he cannot shot. Just like flat 15 or with my modifiers? Flat 15. If it meets, it beats, baby. <laughs> Did you roll a 15? 
<laughs> I did. What do you know? It's a motherfucking 15. All right, so you shoot this guard in the throat. The, the, the guard is obviously still trying to shout around the arrow in its throat because you failed on your um, banishing shot. And then um, the next person in line is going to be Donovan. So, Donovan, it is now actually your full turn, and you can deal with this guard as you see fit. And so you blinded him, you can't speak, or you might as well chop his arms and legs off, so he's like that dude. He just showed up for a regular shift at the library, (laughs) (laughs) and this is how he's walking out of here today. All right, so I know that he has the scroll that we need, right? Um... Yeah? Yeah. Okay, so in that case... I'm, Jack, we gotta get out of here, like, right now. And I'm gonna book it. I'm gonna start to, like, go past the guard and everything, but as we're going, and I'm close to him, I want to try to, uh, cast Tasha's hideous laughter on him. <laughs> Just to be a dick. <laughs> Alright, I believe that has a saving throw. Go ahead and give me what the saving throw is. It's a wisdom saving throw. Um, it's only a 14. Yeah. Wisdom saving through a spell save, DC 14. Okay. He rolled a three. <laughs> that Excellent. is the sound of actual choking. <laughs> <laughs> so the guard just starts laughing. <laughs> He's laughing like, hey. <laughs> 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 uh, that's disturbing. I'll just say that one's for him like, That'll help you out a little bit. And, well, yeah, we're just going to try to... Or I'm going to run out of there. <laughs> Laughter's the best medicine, especially for arrows we're to your to neck. disengage and just leave. Yeah. Okay. Um. So we're going to go to the top of the order then. Uh, Jack, you are still in the record room. Donovan has just shot the guard in the neck with an arrow, has cast Tasha's hideous laughter on the guard, and the guard is now laughing maniacally. You have the scroll that identifies where Hoke Venderberg is residing. What would you like to do? Should I hit him with a mace on the way out? (laughs) (laughs) Might be a little bit overkill. (laughs) This is a Penchak situation. I mean, I can do it. (laughs) Slam the door and just crack him on the way out. We just put him in the way of the door and slam it. Why don't you make him deaf while he's at it, too? <laughs> Can't hear or see, and he's just you laughing. Don't hear, gonna oh, walk that's the worst him. part. He won't be able to dodge it because he won't be able to see the mace coming. Put stone shape in the wall and push him out from the 10th floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, what was he yelling about? He was blind. He couldn't see anything, Paul. He knew we were there as a fucking Wookiee. And then he went blind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you if you went blind out of nowhere, you would be a little bit alarmed. I didn't feeble mind him. Yeah, wait, why don't I know feeble mind? This is horseshit. <laughs> I guess I should have been like more comforting to him and just like talked him <laughs> through it instead of just immediately. I could have been a friendly voice, I guess. But shh, I said shh, and he still freaked out with a dick. I overreacted. Could have been like, it's just because what your mom said was true. You masturbated too much. <laughs> And you go blind. Okay. Wait, did you run? Yeah. Okay. So he's laughing like we're good, so we just gotta run. He's gonna perceive everything as just the funniest thing in the world. That's Alright, can I run out of the door? Like run out of the, the, the place, close the door, 
Am I able to crack him with a mace and then still continue my exit, or is that going to be a problem? No, that that is 100% acceptable. Okay. But if you if you make him take damage, he will get to take another wisdom saving throw. Yeah, but if he's fucking dead... <laughs> if, if you, yeah, if you kill him, you kill him. And it has advantage on the saving throw if it's triggered by damage. Oh, that's a problem. And it's only a 14 to save, so I wouldn't... I don't know. You can always just, like, pull him in the room and leave him in there. And then close it. Unlock it. You know what? Um, because of the fact that I'm not a barbarian at this character, <laughs> and I don't deal 50 damage a swing... Yeah, you're a priest. You should probably bless him. You might want to heal him on the way out. Yeah, bless you! Mace. It's a holy mace, though. A lay on hands. Heal By him. that, I mean at least holes in people's heads. Um, why would I heal him? He just yelled intruder. I told him not to. He betrayed me. What a dick. Heal him from this pain that we call life. <laughs> <laughs> just yank the arrow out. Yeah! All right, yeah. I'm, oh, I've. I thought that said heroin. It says heroism. It's same thing. I was like, oh, I have heroin. Cool. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna run. Just run by him. Close the door, and then follow my companion down. Until we reach a safe spot where I can not be a Wookiee. And go back to being a priest. <laughs> because, like, that would throw people off. Alright, alright. So, both Donovan and Jack, go ahead and give me stealth rolls. Mm, that's why I'm not proficient in it. What'd you roll? 14. 10. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two of you managed to make it down a level... And then you step off the landing just as you hear uh, a group of people walking up the stairwell. And you recognize the voices of Josh and Dosh. And Josh and Dosh, you wind up walking past the ninth floor level. You happen to notice that the ninth floor door happens to close just as you are passing it. But your tour guide doesn't seem to notice. But when you reach the 10th floor you hear maniacal laughter happening because the guard rolled a natural one on his saving throw against the, Tasha's hideous laughter. So you step out onto the landing and you just hear... <laughs> <laughs> and you see a guard standing in front of a closed door to the records room with an arrow in, in its neck. All guy, um... You seem to have an arrow in your neck. <laughs> that doesn't seem very funny to me. I didn't realize people have this much fun on the job <laughs> that they just sit here and laugh. This is not normal at all. Oh, quick. I must check the records room to make sure that it is safe. And he runs over to the records room and tries the handle as the guard is laughing maniacally. And just as you are walking up to try the door, the other guard comes around to check on the shouting and laughing that this guard at the first door has initiated. The door is unlocked. The tour guide goes, oh, gosh, intruder, intruder alert, code green, code green. Code green, isn't that good? Green means go. Go, go, go. <laughs> Precisely. Code green means go, go, go. Initiate all the alarms. Go, go, go. Turn off all the exits. Go, go, go. We're in such deep shit. 
Turn off the lights in here, baby. <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck is happening right now. Ah, uh, Josh or D- Dash. J- yes. <laughs> yes. So, uh, <clears throat> um, I don't think we're gonna learn their Doomy Decimal System today. <laughs> no, no, not at all. You're. You must leave. You must leave right now. Are we getting fired on the first day? You are not being fired. You you just... I can't deal with you right now. Oh my gosh. Oh, we are being fired. We're, we're not being fired. We're being let go. And I'm going to start just oh, crying. Oh my like, goodness. Hysterically. <laughs> so what do you say to this tour guide that enables you to step away from all of this madness? I gotta poop. <laughs> Where's the bathroom? And I gotta oh. make record of this poop. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm growing a tail, man. You gotta tell me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what do you expect me to do right now? I have to deal with the current records. Ah! I respect your decision, but my God, what am I supposed to do? And tell me where the bathroom is, you monster. <laughs> Go deal with it on your own. Just rip a shit on the floor. <laughs> Just turn around. And <laughs> I can't hold it any longer. <laughs> Off Gra- the edge. Gra- uh, the both of you, go ahead and give me deception checks. Uh, you can give them to me with advantage. Uh, well, that's a nat 20, which would give me... That would give me a 33 total. Mine was a 21. Nat 21. <laughs> the both of you just walk away, and uh, all of you manage to leave the stronghold as the alarms are blaring. Everybody's looking for a Wookiee and his companion, and the two new applicants to the stronghold are let go because clearly they can't finish the tour of their first day on the job. You got fired? You whoa, just walk whoa, out whoa. of what? <laughs> I don't they, wanna... <laughs> they couldn't finish our tour, and we're at fault. I don't want it showing no, up on I'm... my resume that I was fired from a job. I'm filing <laughs> wrongful termination in the city, of course. Wait, 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 wait. I resign, Mildred. I didn't say that you were fired. I just said that they let you leave because they're dealing with other shit right now. <laughs> no, you said they let us go, which we all know is a euphemism. For firing us. Sorry, I did not mean that they laid you off. I just meant that they let you go home early. They just laid you. <laughs> On the way out, I submit my resignation to Mildred. Beerich did bring up a good point, though. Is after all this is over, they are going to be looking for a guy that looks exactly like the guard on the first floor. <laughs> <laughs> he took his shape. He just made his life significantly harder. <laughs> you killed it. You killed a man and you didn't even know it. I didn't kill him. Oh, he's a dead man. A different man, I see. He's a dead man. I see, I didn't even know. Where's your Wookiee? How'd you know that's what I called it? Um, yeah, we got the scroll of elders. I called a successful mission. Hey, go take a shit on Mildred's desk. That'll be your (laughs) resignation. So we'll see next time on the Death Saving Bros podcast (laughs) if they manage to take a shit on Mildred's desk and if they manage to get away with all of this. If it's solid or soupy. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining us on this magnificent 95th episode of the Death Saving Bros podcast. We are so happy that you were able to join us, and we hope that you enjoyed what you heard on this episode. 
If you did enjoy what you heard on this episode, go ahead and leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser. And if you do leave us a review, we'll go ahead and read you on the air. Like this listener. As fast as you possibly can. Do like a disclaimer <laughs> at the end of a like medicine commercial. <clears throat> non thirteen Yeet says great stuff. Found the show by accident and was such a pleasant surprise. Highly recommend. Master Dita says a new fan. The host has a very nice voice. Does a good job leading the guys through this story. Then we have Madswell Dash thirty four. False gods and plenty of spearing. Did not know what I was getting myself into with the show, but I'm enjoying it more and more the longer I listen. These guys are hilarious and their characters get up to so much crazy stuff. Gotta love the hammer bottom spears, the jet insults, and the Pro- Prothean religious zeal. Sixty episodes in and highly recommend. Imagine listening to that on double speed. Faster. All right, you try to go faster here. Start with a non 13 the ones above it. We're just going to all take a turn. Fucking speed bag at these three. Hold on, I think I'm going to start a timer. All right, ready? No. Get set. Go. A non 13 e great stuff. Found the show by accident. It was such a pleasant surprise. Highly recommend. Or a new fan by Master Diz. The host is a very nice voice. It was a great job of leading the guys through the story. Or Maswell 34, false gods and plenty of spearing. Did not know what I was getting myself into with the show, but I'm enjoying it more and more the longer I listen. These guys are hilarious. and The characters get up to so much crazy stuff. Gotta love the hammer bottom spears, the jet insults, and the protein religious seal. 60 episodes in, and I highly recommend. It's pretty clean. 20.83 seconds. Fuck. I go faster. I don't even know him. We yeah. didn't time me. I don't think I could beat that. <laughs> All right. It's up to B-Rad's turn. Do, all, do you want to take a go to set the time? Sure, I can go back with the timer. This is what we're spending time on. <laughs> Ready? Set. Non-13 Eats has great stuff. Found the show by accident and was such a pleasant surprise. Highly recommend. Master Data says a new fan. The host has a very nice voice. Does a good job leading the guys through the story. And Madswell-34, False Gods and Plenty of Spearing. Did not know what I was getting myself into with this show, but I'm enjoying it more and more the longer I listen. These guys are hilarious and the characters are up to so much crazy stuff. Gotta love the hammer bottom spears, the jet insults, and the Prothean religious zeal. 60 episodes in and highly recommend. Ooh, 20.55. What was mine? 20.8 something. Ooh, oh, baby. All right, all right. Oh, 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 you got right, starting. So which one is it? Just one, two, three? Yep. Ready, set, go. On on 13, you great stuff. Found the show by accident, and it was such a pleasant surprise. Highly recommend. Master Didis, new fan. The host has a very nice voice. Does a good job leading the guys through this story. Madswell, 34, false gods, and plenty of spearing. Did not know what I was getting myself into with the show, but I am enjoying it more and more the longer I listen. These guys are hilarious, and the characters get up to so much crazy stuff. Gotta love the hammer bottom spears, the jet insults, and the Perthian religious seal. 60 episodes in, and I highly recommend. You got 19.46. It. Oh, <laughs> wait, hold on. He had a he had a pause in between the first two, and after the second one, he lingered on the last word a little bit longer. You're telling me he still beat us? Yeah. Are your fingers on game right now? Yeah, dude. All right, up to you now, Brad. In 20 seconds or less. And they're tied. Wait, did you read the titles? Yeah. You didn't even read the titles, did no, you? No, I did read the titles. Oh. All right. <laughs> I think that's I'm going to give this a go, though. Ready? And go. Anon13 Yeats has found the show by accident. It was a, such a pleasant surprise. Highly recommend. Um, Master Didis, a new fan. The host has a very nice voice. Does a great job leading the guys through the story. Madswell34, False Gods and Plenty of Spearing. Did not know what I was getting myself into with the show, but I'm enjoying it more and more the longer I listen. These guys are hilarious and the characters get up. So much crazy stuff. Gotta love the Hammer Bottom Spears, Jet Insults, and Protheon Religious Seal. 60, 60 episodes in. Highly recommend. 2360. <clears throat> All right, well, Matt's the time to beat at what? 19.46. 46. Paul, can you do it? Can you sub 20 it? Ready, Paul? Yep. Get set. 
Go. Great stuff by a non-13 Yeet. Found the show by accident. It was hi- uh, such a pleasant experience. Highly recommend. A new fan says my- Mastroditis. The host has a very nice voice. Does a great job leading the guys through the story. And False Gods and Plenty of Experience says Madswell34. Did not know what I was getting myself into with the show, but I'm enjoying it more and more the longer I listen. These guys are hilarious, and these characters get up to so much crazy stuff. Gotta love the hammer bottom spears, the jet insults, and the protein, protein religious seal. 60 ep- episodes in, and I highly recommend. 25. 25-19. That was slow as shit. <laughs> Matt is the winner. Woo! All right, Matt, you're going to be our auctioneer if we ever have to do anything. But let's finish signing off here. <laughs> well, coming off of that, if you were one of those three, Masterditis, Anon 13 Yeet, or Madswell 34, I hope you enjoyed all of us reading off your reviews. You just got glorified. <laughs> <laughs> For all those of you who are listening, oh shit, no wait, we didn't even give our social media yet. All right, we're going to speed bag this, this too. Paul, I need you to go quick with the sign off here with the social medias. Everybody be fucking ready. We're doing this in 20 <laughs> seconds or less. <laughs> if you would like to keep in touch with us, any of those of you who are listening, it's the slowest one. You can reach out to us on social media at Death Saving Bros on Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, or Twitter. I'm available personally at HB Camper on Twitter or at HB Camper.14 on Instagram. You can find me at Benfro15. You can find me at I'm underscore B underscore red. You can follow the Reddit page at RNA with lowercase eyes. PlayStation, F-A-T-T-Smith. And to all those of you who are listening in your cars, in your homes, or wherever you may be, keep saving those death rows, and we'll see you on the next one. Good night! This episode was made possible by our patrons. The following individuals have pledged at the $5 tier. Tad Corsi. Thank you for your support. Some of the sounds and background music in this production are copyright material. The songs Corkboard Evidence, Leaf Hollow, Something to Miss, Intense, Valda's Spires of Secrets, and Valda's Spires of Secrets Rock are copyright Will Savino and the Music D20 Project. The songs City on a Bridge and City on a Bridge Ambient are copyright Burrowbound. The song Maelstrom of Necromancy is copyright adventure music. These tracks are used with permission, all rights reserved. The songs Hard Boiled, March of the Spoons, and Sardana are by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0, and sourced from filmmusic.io. The track Silent Motion is music by Orchestralis. The Death Saving Bros theme song is an abridged version of the song Run by Kai Angle and sourced from the Free Music Archive. This track is used with permission under Creative Commons Attribution License 4.0. You can read the full license at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 4.0 slash legal code.